0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Aaron, the producer of the show. Just wanted to point out we recorded today's news section before news broke that the Bills Browns game is being moved to Ford Field in Detroit. So just to clarify, not being played in Buffalo this weekend, it will be at Ford Field in Detroit.
3: This is George Kittle, and you're listening to the El Huddle Podcast.
1: What a week it's been, and we're not even close to being done. Welcome into the El Auto (laughs) Podcast, everybody. My name is MJ Acosta Ruiz. My primo, my hermano. At this point, I mean, familia is just, I think, the better better phrase, because we encompass it all. Will Selva, as always. Will, it's been a hectic week. I'm in Colorado Springs right now.
4: Yes. Well, before we even touch upon why you're there, happy birthday. (laughs) You're going to be spending your birthday in Mexico City.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a celebration, right? International woman of mystery, but not really a mystery <laughs> because I'm there for the 49ers-Cardinals game. Um, it's going to be great. I, I actually can't think of a better better way to to bring in another year. I mean, look, when your birthday's in November, you kind of know that you're competing with the football season, but I've, I, I don't compete with it. I lean all the way in. Um, it, it's going to be a great birthday. It's going to be a really exciting game. The last international game of the season mm-hmm.
4: yep i love it uh we saw what the atmosphere was like in munich and we know the atmosphere is going to be electric in mexico city not just mm-hmm. for the game but for your birthday as well mj i think everybody <laughs> knows <laughs> how big of a deal this is i'm so glad what are the odds
1: what are the odds of getting the entire stadium to sing happy birthday i mean slim to none i think but a girl can dream
4: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, they, they sang Sweet Caroline in Munich. I think it's certainly possible to serenade you. How great would I that can, be?
1: I can imagine a full Estadio Azteca singing, Estas son las mañanitas, like just going <laughs> right into it. Again, maybe I'm, I'm manifesting, maybe I'm pitching it pretty hard here on the El Huddle <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Crazier things have happened at football games.
4: Yeah. And also down in Mexico City, they're thinking about the World Cup, right? I mean, mean, they have to play against Argentina, Poland and Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia. And we know how big football is down there.
1: I mean, Estadio Azteca is the home stadium of the Mexican national team. So the fact that, that, yes, that El Tricolor, the fact that we're playing an NFL game there um, the day after the World Cup starts, the day before Mexico plays its first game, I mean, it's not lost on us whatsoever. I anticipate a lot of El Tri jerseys and a lot of NFL jerseys in that stadium as well. I think it's going to be really, really cool.
4: I could see I could see somebody sporting some Guillermo Ochoa jerseys as oh, well. Oh, no
1: question, right? Mm-hmm. Chicharito mm-hmm. maybe. Chichari, Chicharito, <laughs> as like the British uh, announcer say it. It's my favorite. It's yeah, so Chicharito funny. Um, was in a lot of those but, cell phone
4: commercials too.
1: As he should be, but quite honestly, like we've talked about the that intersectionality, white right? right well, like mm-hmm. football means football, and and how much the. Latin community, and specifically the, the fans in Mexico, because I was there for the last Mexico game in 2019, um, how much they love American football. I mean, there's mm-hmm. entire leagues uh, of their own all throughout Mexico. It's, it's really beautiful. And this matchup between the Cardinals and the 49ers is the rematch of that very first game played outside of the United States between these very two teams at this same stadium. It's, it's a full right. circle moment, Will.
4: It really is. Do you feel like... the the elevations getting to you. Now you're in Colorado Springs right now, but is that an issue at all?
1: Look, this is very, this is, so this is why I'm here guys. This is why I'm in Colorado Springs because the 49ers have taken the very wise step of training here at elevation so that they're prepared once they get to Mexico City, which is a, at a similar elevation as in Colorado Springs. I did the same voyage um, back in 2018, I believe, when the Rams were preparing to play this game here. They ended up playing it at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's what you do, right? You have to acclimate to this. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be telling the story, but I'm going to, because we're do in front of you, right? Do it. First time I came here in that 2018 um, season, So I get here, the resort staff where I was staying, wonderful, wonderful people. They knew I was here with the league. I go to have have dinner and I say, I'll have a glass of wine, sure. (sighs) Everything hits different at elevation, okay? (laughs)
4: Yes, it does.
1: It was one glass of wine, Will. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. I literally called my mom, like, what do I do? And she's like, esta bueno que te pase. Like, th- that's what you get, kind of. Stuff. I'm like, what do, I, what do you mean I didn't do anything? I just had a glass of wine with dinner. I didn't know I was doing something wrong. But she's like, well, you should have researched. You're a professional. And she's right. Um, so no wine for me on this trip. Absolutely not. Um, Smart. Water, staying hydrated. Um, it's also, one of the staff just told me it's supposed to snow today. I'm not ready. I'm not equipped. equipped. I'm not prepared. I don't think I brought enough hand warmers. Practice is outside um, for the 49ers. I was told, so I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for my toes. Um, I have wool socks, but as you know, I I'm a Miami girl who lives in LA. This is not <laughs> my This is not my natural habitat. Will.
4: Uh, you'll survive. I just remember going to Peru and a Cusco and a Machu Picchu. Oh and they give you té de coca, you know, the coca leaves. Mm. And that's what helps you out to deal with the elevation. Really? So, yes, I wish Chocolate? I was there to well no together yeah. <laughs> not quite <laughs> yeah <laughs> not quite <laughs> be nice though um what? so you brought I'm up bored. you brought up the weather and the snow and that brings us to mm-hmm. the headlines breaking news Noticias just in i feel a little bit like wolf blitzer Delivering the news here. A massive snowstorm is a a (laughs) forecast before and during the Browns-Bills game in Buffalo. A 1 p.m. CBS, uh, three to six feet is expected. It could be moved. Uh, The NFL is monitoring. I don't know how to stop myself. I don't know what a period (laughs) is, MJ, but uh, this is what they're thinking of. Um that's that's my my dramatic wolf thing but uh, rescheduling is not currently a consideration because the bills play on Thanksgiving so right. snow we bring it up this is a big deal because the bills are coming off that loss and they're coming off a week of hearing about oh Josh Allen how is he going right. to bounce back his poor decision making and um is so He does these things at bad times. I mean, what do you think about the elements and about Josh Allen getting some heat this week?
1: Look, I I will say this about Josh Allen to start there quickly. He Mm -hmm. in that post game press conference, he took full accountability. He said, I cannot be throwing end zone red zone interceptions. Like, that's just unacceptable. It starts mm-hmm. with me. A lot of the mistakes and the major errors that cost us this loss were on my shoulders. So he's, he's very aware of that. I think the growth that we've seen in Josh Allen from the start of his career and certainly over the last couple of seasons tells me that he is equipped enough to make these adjustments and make them quickly because in this tightly contested AFC East, Mm -hmm. they cannot take any more losses. The Bills were the one seed in the AFC before this week. They dropped down to the six. The Dolphins have now bumped up to the two seed. And by the way, the Jets and the Patriots play each other this week and they're right in it. So he's, he's acutely aware of, of, of the ramifications of not adjusting, of not fixing these things, of not making sure that he goes out there and plays MVP caliber football the mm-hmm. way that he we know that he can. I'm not panicked if I'm Bills Mafia at all because mm-hmm. this is not a fluke. The way he's been playing the last couple of seasons, this is the, he's he's just having a moment, and he's been hurt.
4: He has been hurt. Uh, you had brought up the subject of drinking, and I drink at sea level. And the reality right. is I get drunk on Josh Allen, okay? Watching him <laughs> is intoxicating. It's exhilarating. It but sometimes, Josh, it's okay to sip your tequila, okay? That's what you yeah. do now. You sip tequila, okay? You're not shooting it. Slow my But that's part of who he is. You take the bad Mm -hmm. with the good with him, and you don't want to take away his aggressiveness. Does he have to curb it? Yes, but to me, it's, eh, I don't think it's that big of an issue. As long as he's working with Ken Dorsey to try to figure things out, I think they'll be fine. Uh, They can't afford to lose many more games, given the fact that they are... Uh, third in in the division right now and really they can't afford to lose much more but yeah. i do think to your point they'll get over it and i love watching a snow game as a fan because i can be wrapped up cozy but on from my couch. home though yeah oh yeah definitely for yes you keep to be clear. When yeah. going that that kind uh-huh. of weather so for me yeah uh, it's just it's 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 a fun watch when you're at home uh, under a blanket, cozy, having a hot toddy, watching this thing play out and say, thank God it's not me.
1: Let me explain uh, something to you, Will. Yeah. It, <laughs> these cold weather fans are built different. I'm talking to you, Bills Mafia. I'm talking to you, uh, Dog Pound. I'm talking to you, Go Pack Go. Mm. No. Uh, open stadiums, full weather. You think anybody in Buffalo is concerned about this snowstorm right now? No, No. They're not no. phased at all. We're freaking out. And they're yes. like, what? It's just another week. Like, what are you talking about? We get snow all the time. And You guys sit out there, not just not just for the game, not just for three or four hours. They're pre, they're tailgating for f- yeah. three, four hours ahead of that. I, I'm out. I'm out on that. I will cheer you on from home. <laughs> if it, like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm ill-equipped is the thing. I'll admit it. I'm soft when it comes to the cold weather. I can't do it.
4: Listen, I lived in the but northeast. Good for you guys. I lived in the northeast for five years. I endured a nor'easter and saw how um, it knocked out power and the whole thing. I'm not yeah. about it. And remember going to Walmart with my wife in September and we get all the uh, salt and the ice scrapers, yep. the whole thing. And then they uh-huh. look at us, you know, side eye and, and look at us like, huh? And it's like, oh, we're from California. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know.
1: I grew up in Washington Heights. Why do you think we moved to Miami? There was this crazy blizzard, mid-90s. We lived on the second floor of our apartment building. I'm not exaggerating when I said the snow came up to our fire escape. My mom said we are out. Literally six months later, we were in Florida. It was a wrap. (laughs) It was a wrap for us. We're from the Caribbean. We can't do this.
4: I know. I know. We are— aren't equipped to deal with the heat. Um, I think that Dak Prescott is equipped to deal with the heat because he gets mm. a lot of it, whether it's his fault or not. Um, to my point, going to the Cowboys and Vikings, 425 CBS, And Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy saying Ezekiel Elliott will play Sunday if he's healthy. Vikings wide receiver. This was a surprise. Justin Jefferson limited with a toe injury. Not a lot of concern, though, according to our NFL Network insider, Tom Pellicero. So where do you want to go with this? On the Cowboys or on the Vikings?
1: The Vikings. You know what? Everybody's going to say we don't talk about the Vikings enough, right? We haven't been giving them enough love. They're eight and one. And I, I concur. You know what I really liked after the the Vikings victory? I'm sorry to Aaron, who is our producer and is a big member of Bills Mafia. Sorry, Aaron. Um, I know it was rough for you last week. Michael Robinson had the same sentiment. But Justin Jefferson, after the game, talked to Kimberly Martin, good friend of mine who works for ESPN, and he said, you know what? Don't talk about us. Don't talk about us now that we beat the team you thought was going to be the toughest to beat in our schedule and we're 8-1. no. Don't talk about us because you guys were not talking about us before, even when we were winning game after game after game. I like that. If you're a Vikings fan, you should be really, really hype after hearing that.
4: Yeah, no, they are Super Bowl contenders. They show they can go on the road and beat a good team. And they made plays when they had to, 4th and 18. Kirk Cousins obviously trusts Justin Jefferson a lot, who knows how to make those contested catches and those plays. I think we're going to see a steady diet of Dalvin cook because the Cowboys Mm. run defense has not Uh been good. uh They gave up 40 rush attempts to the Packers and you can see how they neutralize Micah Parsons. And they say, if you want to get him off of his game, you got to run at him, not running any other way because that's the way he becomes a non-factor. So for me, seeing how Dalvin cook does against this run defense, this is going to be key to this game. 100%
1: Hundred percent agree with that. Um, don't sleep on Dalvin Cook ever. No. Ever. Oh, one more question on this Vikings game. If they win, how many more chains can they put on Kirk Cousins? The limit does not exist.
4: I, I think there's a, there's a limit. I think it was Patrick Peterson who was with all the <laughs> That's chains. That's enough, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I think you know he can carry on that that tradition and give it now to to, to Peterson. I mean, I, I think Kirk Cousins wearing the the chains is fine it was good but i i'm getting concerned that it might be a little overplayed now
1: oh maybe i think so i think it's (laughs) first of all it's jumped the shark because now the the commanders did it with uh taylor weineke after their win so now it's now it's not like specific to the vikings anymore like that's it's a wrap it's a wrap i think uh you know there's always some tea to be spilled which Mm -hmm. gets us to a little bit of cheese (gasps) me. This week, we're focused on the silver and black, man, on the Raiders. And you know how I ride with Raider Nation, Will, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions right now on, the, on, on their coach, on Josh McDaniels. What's going on there? They're not winning games despite having a roster that should be at the top top of this division. But yet Mark Davis publicly showed his support saying, I think he's doing a fantastic job. This has a lot of people scratching their heads will to be honest
4: yeah well according to one report the Raiders don't have the money to fire him because they're cash poor Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people wanted to see Josh McDaniels fired after that embarrassing loss to the Colts and Jeff Saturday who had not coached on the college or NFL level you can't go down like that and after the game Derek Carr sounded like a broken man uh, oh my gosh. You can see that he was at the point of tears and was emotional. And he clearly thinks that guys aren't all in. Whereas last year, they went through so much the right. rug situation, the Gruden situation, and yeah. they still managed to keep it together with Basacha leading the team to the playoffs. So it's so disappointing to me to see they have most of the same talent that they had before. And Devontae Adams on top of it, and they haven't figured it out. The pass protection has been bad. I don't think Mm -hmm. that they have utilized Devontae Adams the way they should or can. And it just seems like they're not playing hard for Josh McDaniels. It just feels that way, that that they're they're going through the motions and and maybe to Derek Carr's point, maybe that's the case. Now Derek Carr did come out and say, well, I'm really glad that Mark Davis came out and said that he would support Josh McDaniels, but still there's no excuse for the position right. that they're in right now. None.
1: None. None whatsoever, especially when at the beginning of the season. And look, what we do leading up to the year is predictive, right? We don't actually know what's going to happen, but we are making very educated predictions based on not just the track record of the team, but the track record of the players and what's supposed to happen when you put together a roster like this one and you bring in a guy who's now in his second head coaching stint, um, who's coming from a franchise that won many, 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 many Lombardis. So there's a disconnect there. I don't know what it is. I think that's the biggest question mark for most people. But you know what? Sometimes it's not as deep as we think it is, and it's just not the right match.
4: Yeah, and Derek Carr looks unsure of himself uh, and yeah. maybe is getting used to a new scheme, but it just seems so off. And coincidentally, they're going to be facing a team in the Broncos who also have been way, way off. Nathaniel uh-huh. Hackett has been under uh, a lot of pressure as well because this was expected to be a division that was the best one in the NFL and has been anything but... Oh yeah, it's that time again. Time to check
2: in with Poppy.
1: Oh my god, Will, I love it. Um as you can imagine. My dad is very excited about this Mexico City game, not just because I got to travel internationally and he knows I'm going to do a lot of Spanish-language content while I'm over there, but because he really likes this matchup with the Cardinals and 49ers. Now, here's
4: what I was
1: talking to him about. I was talking to him last week because he knew that I went to um, the Cardinals-Rams game at SoFi Stadium. So he's like, okay, you saw this in person, Colt McCoy looked pretty good under center for the Cardinals. Yeah, they looked like did. they were having a good time. The team was clicking. It was go. I mean, the Rams didn't look great, but the Cardinals without Kyler Murray out there with Colt McCoy looked pretty solid. So it sort of shifted for my dad how how the dynamics of this game could play out. Because before he said, oh, my God, it's 49ers and uh, that's it. There's there's not, it's not even a doubt in my mind. But he's like – what he saw on the field, and, and I confirmed this for him, was it was just a different level of sort of camaraderie, right? The mm-hmm. culture around this team seemed to seemed to shift. Shoot, give Klingsbury looked like he was having a good time on the yeah. sideline. You know what I mean? So um, he's still taking the Niners, let's be very clear. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's real curious about uh, the Colt McCoy. Should we call it an experiment? I don't know.
4: I would call it an experience. And I think it's an experience, experience. that a lot of yes. Cardinals fans like, because I did get a text from one prominent Cardinals fan who said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, this offense looked great with Colt McCoy. And I think we had talked about it in the last pod where it just seems like the offense is not a fit for Kyler Murray. Maybe it's the way mm-hmm. uh, Cliff Kingsbury calls it, but either way, uh, with Colt McCoy and granted they were facing the Rams who also were down a bunch of players and they were down to their backup quarterback yeah. as well. But a win is a win. They're also going to have uh, Hollywood Brown, which is going to yeah. help them out, but we'll just see if uh, Kyler Murray is going to play with that hamstring injury. But if he doesn't, the Cardinals have to be feeling good. Like your dad Uh, that at least Colt McCoy, that experience, could at least be competitive. But I do think this is one where the 49ers take it. I I just think like they are the superior team here. I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that, but the 49ers have some momentum building now. It wasn't the most dominant win against the Chargers, but as they say, a win's a win, and they'll take that.
1: I'll say this real quick on the 49ers. I'm getting deja vu with them from last year because it was right around this time of the season after week 10 where they went on a run that took them all the way to the NFC Championship game. They won seven of nine games from weeks 10 all the way through to the end of the season. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm starting to feel now. They just got ZMC. Debo is back. He's healthy. The secondary and the defense are playing light out. Ooh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. That's all I will say. Um, Now, I want to read you a verbatim question from my dad when we were talking earlier. He said, and I quote, ¿Qué está pasando en el AFC East? Like 17 different question marks. (laughs) Okay. So we talked about it a little earlier, and he's right. We thought, Bills, for for sure, no question, Mm -hmm. the team to beat, the team to drop. And this division has given us way more to consider than we expected the Dolphins are playing at the level that they should be playing. Let's be clear, going back to roster additions, right? How we were talking about the Raiders. They are living up not to the hype, but to the talent. But but the
4: fact that they would be this good though, we knew they'd be good on paper to be this good that Mike McDaniel would make this big of Mm -hmm. an impact that Tua would be considered an MVP candidate.
1: (laughs) My heart, a little dolphin heart. I can't take it. You've noticed I haven't really been too boisterous yeah Even though my team right now is is the two would be the very subdued in, in the AFC player, but that's because um as a lifelong dolphins fan, I know to stay cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. um, and it's not that I don't believe in my team, but I you know what it's it's a long game, right? Slow and low. I'm just going to take this in, enjoy it, have this moment, keep rooting for my team um and and allow them to keep building. but the Jets and the Patriots are also not going down without a fight. And no. they're starting to play better and better and better football. And that, let me tell you something: that, that Jets defense is physical.
4: Yeah, they get after it, and guys like Quinn and Williams and mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner—they're not backing down from nope. anybody. And nope. that's why, look out, <laughs> look out. I mean, Zach Wilson and the Patriots are can the Patriots. play. If he can play well, yeah, then look out.
1: Did I tell you? Speaking of dads, I met Mac Jones's dad.
4: No. What'd yes. you mean him? I went, That's random. I went to an I went to an
1: event in Boston a few weeks ago um, for this brand called Noble, which by the way will be the title um sponsor for the NFL Combine this coming season. So um Mac Jones is is sort of like one of the brand ambassadors. And there's this very loud, very funny man sort of like interacting with everybody. Gordon Jones, Mac Jones's dad. The loveliest person i've ever met he was so so sweet and i asked him of course about his son and he said you know what we've always taught mac to just stay the course tune out the noise and do his job and and that's exactly what he's doing so not only did we get preguntas with poppy but we got in a a patriots poppy <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: i love it mccorkle's dad i forgot
1: to tell you score <laughs> mac and cheese <laughs>
4: Well, MJ is off doing a very cool thing. And that cool thing, of course, is interviewing superstar tight end, George Kittle, who always brings the funny, always brings the personality. And he is a friend of this pod, also a friend of Good Morning Football and Total Access. So MJ, do your thing. But in her absence, we have Our producer, Aaron, who's going to be stepping in for her. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Will. How are you? Good, man. So look at you. We're bringing you into the pod. You probably were just shaking your head when you're hearing us talking about the weather because you live in the Northeast. You're like,
2: (laughs) these softies, get out of here. I mean, you know, I I went to college in Minnesota too, so I've I've been in uh, cold weather all the time. I am a fan of it, and uh, I wouldn't want to play football in in four feet of snow for sure. But uh, come on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little little hard to run and throw in that kind of weather. Yeah, I agree. I am excited to uh, jump into Byerselva with you, and kind of want to revisit last week's Byerselva first, if that's all right. Ah, uh, are you serious? No no we don't have to do that you did pretty well you know your first buyer of last week mm-hmm. was that Eckler would have a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown over mccaffrey mm-hmm. didn't quite work out that way
4: yeah yeah uh well Chris mccaffrey did though get a touchdown so he did yeah <laughs> um
2: and your second one though this yeah. was a good one your second one yeah. was you were pleading whoever the Titans quarterback would be, you really wanted them to have more than six completions. Yeah. And that worked out really well.
4: Yes. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, what do you have? Uh, what do you have for me this week?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for buy or Sell. Number one, Travis Kelsey will score a touchdown on Derwin James.
4: Hmm. For this one, listen, I'll be honest with you. The last time we saw these two guys face each other, it was the body slam that we saw. It was lucha libre. It was wrestling. Just what Kittle would like, although he wouldn't like that somebody would do that to his fellow tight end, his buddy. Uh, Derwin James, considering how he has been and how effective he is against tight ends, this is the the crazy part, if you're ready for it, uh, Aaron. So, with the chargers and derwin james he's allowed 4.1 yards per target when primarily covering a tight end since 2021 that is best in the nfl so having said that i'm buying i'm going with kelsey on this one why because he has eight receiving touchdowns he's proven time and time again that he can score he can find the end zone he's that wiley veteran And I think he's going to get over on Derwin James. So I am buying when it comes to Kelsey
2: getting a touchdown on Derwin James. Awesome. All right. Well, let's stick to the AFC. Second, Byerselva. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Jets are going to end their 13-game losing streak to the Patriots? Oh.
4: (laughs) Okay. You came up with this, didn't you? This is sadistic. (laughs) Yet again, putting me in this situation. Um... All right, so with the Jets, they lost to the Patriots in Week Eight. Uh, they had uh, they had seen Zach jo- or Zach Wilson rather uh, make mistakes, three interceptions, and also, I mean, how can you go against Bill Belichick? I mean, who would be so to go against him? An uh, absolute coaching legend. Well, it's me because guess what? I'm buying. I'm all in on this Jets team and the youngins are here to stay this defense. It doesn't matter if it's Quinn and Williams coming at you. Sauce Gardner, they are for real. And they don't care about the losing streak in the past because all that they've known is winning at this point in time. So 13 straight losses, they don't know any better. Sauce Gardner was wearing a cheese head in Lambeau Field. So for me, this is definitely a buy. I think the Jets are a better team. The Patriots have struggled on offense. And for me, I'm going to go all in on this. Sorry,
2: B-squared, but it's the Jets' time. Ooh, wow, bold. I'm excited to revisit this next week and see uh, how we did.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
4: All right, so my first perro macho is Saquon Barkley, uh, the league's leading rusher, and if he played all 17 games, this is assuming that he's healthy, assuming the Giants don't rest him, he can easily get 1,700 yards, and we know that he is the Giants' offense, and he's actually made daniel jones better i mean daniel jones has zero interceptions over the last six games i love the fact that he's called uh, uh daniel jones vanilla Vic. uh we we caught that uh on mike uh i think it was it was all access or something like that it was pretty funny and this is another thing too when people think of the greatest rusher in nfl history Emmitt smith For sure. He got the yards, but people often think of Barry Sanders. And right now, if you look at the numbers between what Barry Sanders did in 1997, when he had his MVP season through nine games, the numbers are very similar to Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley for me is a perro macho. Ooh,
2: I like that. And it's so great seeing Saquon come back after a couple years of injuries and kind of not performing like, you know, he came out so hot in his rookie year and the sophomore year. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to see him uh, have another great game. All right. Who's your second one?
4: My second one is Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I believe it was after week six where Ryan Fitzpatrick implored the Bears to run the ball through Justin Fields, get the design runs for him to get him outside. And obviously the bears listen, who do you think is leading in scoring over the last month in the NFL? The bears 325 yards rushing for Justin Fields over the last two games he said his legs feel heavy well yeah they're gonna be feeling heavy throughout the season Justin because now they have found the secret sauce the other thing that I like about Justin Fields is that he's really learning how to navigate that pocket knowing when to leave and when to stay and scramble and buy some more time has his eyes downfield constantly We're really seeing this evolution from him and just so glad that the Bears decided to to have him run the ball more because I'll be honest with you, those first few weeks, I thought the Bears offense was boring to watch. Now they're actually exciting to watch because we don't know what Justin Fields is going to do with the ball in his hands, but we do know that he's going to ball out and he even balled out for my son's fantasy football team, Kittle Skittles and he got them 40 points. So, Justin, let it ride, baby, let it ride.
1: We found the altitude and amongst it and all of the snow, George Kittle. George, thank you for coming on. Um, Will Selva, who is my co-host for El Huddle, very excited to be here. He will be joining us virtually in a moment with some add-on questions, yes. But um, I wanted to ask you about the significance of this game. In mexico oh yeah before the last game in mexico pre panny i remember i i brought to you a gift from the lucha libre fans which was their own custom yes mask. you did i still have it what about it attracts you to it? I mean, other than, like, the WWE... The
3: Lucha Mask? Yeah. Why do I like it so much?
1: Or just the culture of the Lucha Ludic oh,
3: oh, well, I got big into the Lucha Mask. Um, I was in... I was in New Orleans for WrestleMania 2018, I think. Yeah, oh, 2018. it was, like, a million years ago. I know. And, um, so, leading up to WrestleMania, there's all these small-time wrestling shows that go out throughout the mm. entire week, right? And so, like, the big ones on Sunday, but, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's all these shows and it builds up towards the end of the week. So, like, Wednesday and Thursday, I went to these... It was, like, outside wrestling ring and they had these, it was like a, it was a Lucha promotion. And just the way that the style of wrestling was just so, it's so fast, mm-hmm. there's no slow time. They're flipping over the ropes, they're doing cartwheels, backflips <laughs> and the whole, like a match will last like five minutes, but there's not a single nope. stoppage of action. And so I thought that was really cool. And uh, that's where I first saw Pentagon Jr. Who's the guy who's third down celebration I use. Um, and he, uh I just like watched and I was like infatuated with it. And then the more I got into like watching lucha wrestling, I watched lucha underground sometimes, but what I really like. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 it's fun. It's, it's
1: That sounds like a whole other level of it lucha. Is.
3: It's think. aggressive sometimes, but I really <laughs> enjoy it. More um,
1: aggressive than actual lucha Oh, it's, now
3: I gotta it's, just, this. it's really fun, but it's, um, I just, I like the mask. It's yeah. like your hidden identity. It's kind sure. of like your alter ego, your superpower. And I'm big into alter egos. And so I just kind of connected with that. And, um, also like, it's just a completely different culture than yeah. anything else I've experienced in my entire life. So being able to like kind of see that from, as a fan and then also interact with some of the lucha wrestlers was fantastic i got to meet ray mysterio
2: oh snap i met him
3: like they were in uh, san jose a couple weeks ago and i got to go to that show i met ray mysterio for the first time and that was fantastic and one of the nicest people i ever met but like just the the mask is just i just got this vibe and i really enjoy it
1: perfect you know will sent in a little question about the lucha culture
4: George, we know you're a huge wrestling Lucha Libre fan. Yes. Since you're going to be in Mexico, we want to teach you how to say one of your favorite lines. Are you smelling what the 49ers are cooking? Oh, let's go. Here (laughs) it is in Spanish. You ready for it? Kind of. Puedes oler lo que los 49ers están cocinando. Puedes oler... Lo que los 49ers están cocinando.
1: Now, I got you because
4: my, my really first
1: bad. language is Spanish. So we will work through this together. Oh, you're
3: going to help me okay. say it? I got you. Okay. All right. What's the first one? So, word? puedes? Puede. Is it a B or P?
1: With a P. 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 Puedes. Puedes. Which is can. Can yeah, you? Yeah, puedes. Oler, which is smell. Ole. Puedes. Oler. There's oler. A lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes, George. You got this. Oler. Lo que. Lo que. Which is what the? Yeah. 49ers. 49ers. This is the hard part. Están. Están. Cocinando. Cocinando. Look at me saying it's the hard part, not George crushing it.
3: <laughs> now it's just me, me- remembering okay. that sentence.
1: Puedes oler. Puedes oler. Lo que los 49ers. Lo que
3: es los 49ers. Están. Están.
1: Cocinando.
3: Cocinando.
1: Boom. We're here. There's nothing this man can't do. I mean, out of control. Amazing. Amazing. I enjoyed that. Um... This is a business trip, Good job, of course. Will. I know.
3: Good question. Good question. I wish, I wish you were here, but you're scared of altitude.
1: A little bit. He right. was, I'm not, I didn't want to say it. That's okay. Said it for him. Don't worry. Um, it's a business trip, of yes. course. But if you could spend a little more time in Mexico City, what would you want to do right off the bat?
3: I love history, so I'd probably want to go see any type of monuments and yeah. or like historical prominent areas. And I just like seeing them. I love like massive buildings for some reason. I think man-made sculpt, like man-made stuff is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, I spent an off-season, I spent like two weeks in Italy and then nice. I was, went to the Vatican and that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Cool. Huge fan of the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's just mind-boggling too. Yeah. So like just seeing uh, stuff that was built a long time ago in Mexico City, I think would be really, really fun.
1: George Kittle, history buff. I love this. I try a little I bit. I love this about you. Um, but the game in Mexico City, of course, is a rematch of that Very first game played outside of the U.S. for the NFL. It is. 2005, and it was the Cardinals and the Niners. I know I've
3: seen a lot of highlights recently.
1: I'm sure you (laughs) have. I'm sure you have. Um, But there's something about this 49ers team, right? What is it about you guys that you can just take it to a next level at a point in the season when most teams are gassed? This is when a lot of teams start to hit a wall. We've seen it all across the league, but for you guys, it's like you're switching into another gear. What do you think the X factor is for this Niners team?
3: Um, I think our team has a really good sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge part of it. I think that, also, we started out a lot slower than we wanted to. Sure, um, we had a little bit more road bumps than we exper- you know expected to. I mean, we lost our starting quarterback mm-hmm. like halfway through week week two, and so yeah. like that was a complete game change because we we're running an entire different off like not an entirely different offense, but very different yeah. plays than what we were running in training camp. And so, had to fix that uh, a little bit. But um, you know, we were sitting at I don't want to say maybe it was two and four or something like that. And We we are very like, hey, that's not what this type of team is. Our roster right. is too good to do that. Our expectations are too good uh, for that. And so I think guys just, um, I don't know if it was a um, kind of flip the way they were thinking or just the sense of urgency increased. And I would say like the last four weeks we've had our best practices, we've been flying around. Uh, the run game looks incredible. And yeah. so just, we're just playing a little bit better. And, um, you know, that starts with, you know, our coaches and our best players. And then I think the young guys are starting to figure it out too, because I mean, we're in week 10. Right, week 11 Gosh, and there's still a lot of games left and like for so for the young guys that only play college like their season was almost over and they're figuring out that hey it's a longer season I gotta do a lot more and um and I also think guys are just getting better week to week Mm -hmm. too and I think that's one one thing you really when you watch our tape and you're watching it today like you can see guys trying to get better and You got to really appreciate that.
1: An interesting thing happened today um, in the post-game or post-practice press conference, I should say. Shanahan was talking about Christian McCaffrey and how Mm -hmm. he's really getting integrated into a team, but he says he's all business. He's locked in on football all the time. So CMC comes up and he's, you know, talking ball. And suddenly we see him start laughing out of nowhere. And we're like, what? He's like, George just walked in. We're like, yes, of course. Of course, that's what cracked the wall there. How has it been? Because personally, I've been to many facilities, been around many teams, Mm -hmm. and I've just never seen a locker room like this one. Mm -hmm. You're in it. I only get a little sliver of it in media availability. What is so special about the culture of this team?
3: Um, I think one... Everyone in the locker room respects each other. Yeah. And I think that's really, I mean, there's not anyone in the locker room that doesn't like anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think guys have disagreements. You know, they may have different views on certain subjects. But at the end of the day, everyone knows that we're all there to, to obtain the exact same goal. And so we're all going to yeah. work our work our tails off. Um, we also have guys that, you know, practice at a really high level. Our best players practice at a really mm-hmm. high level. Fred Warner sets a tone on defense every single day. And if you're not matching his tone and you're on defense, then Ooh. what are you doing out here, right? right? And so I think it just elevates all of our players. Um, I think our locker room, too, is, I, I, everybody knows knows each other. I mean, you don't just have like Titans don't just sit in a group and talk. The wide receivers don't just sit in a group and talk. Like, everybody kind of mingles. Everybody's shooting hoops, uh, playing bags, cornhole. Like, guys are just interacting all the time, and guys genuinely like each other. And we do a lot of out of the stadium, I mean, off the football field. We do a lot of stuff. Coach Shanahan does a great job. The (laughs) Niners do a great job of getting the guys together off the field, our wives, girlfriends together off the field. So just everybody knows each other, and you just have this uh, relationship off the football field. And I think that really helps. um, You know, you want to play for guys that you really enjoy.
1: I got to give a quick shout out to the 49ers Wives Clubs because they. They are the fiercest group I've ever seen. I think every single time Quote they that. post for game day, I'm like, okay, boots. Check. It's like I'm shopping, right, you know on, my, on my Instagram feed. Oh, they feed. know what they're doing. They're baddies. Those girls know if what If you know, doing. you know. They oh, sure yeah. do.
3: They show up on, it's their game day, too. <laughs>
1: it is their game day. <laughs> legit. it. Is. All right, I think it's time for another Will uh, Selva question really quick. It
4: better be good or Will, this is 20 bucks. <laughs> okay, George. So my nine-year-old son, Ben, is a huge fan of yours. He, in fact, wears number 85 in flag mm. football because of you. He also named his fantasy football team for it. after you, my friend. Kittle Skittles. Ah. That's what they're called, <laughs> and they are crushing it right now in first place. What would be your pep talk to him or to anybody else out there that has Kittle in the fantasy football name?
3: Oh, wow. No for- pressure. First off, thank you guys so much. <laughs> um, there's a lot more touchdowns and yards coming your way. I will say that. I love it. Be excited. Second and a half of the season, things get hot, things get spicy. Yards, touchdowns, yak. It's going to be a good showing out there. And just make sure uh, you're taking care of your players, give them rest when they need it. Um, <clears throat> we hear your DMs, we see your DMs. Oh. Uh, it's okay. We're trying our best out there. We don't need any more motivation. But thank you so much. You guys say only the nicest words. Never had a mean DM before in my entire <laughs> life. You guys are doing great. Thank you so much. And coach, out. Uh, we'll get you some points here this Monday.
1: That's it. If you're not hype. Listen, these fantasy, <laughs> these fantasy owners are no joke. I'm not among them. I'm only nice to the players who don't give me points. There's oh, a few I of guess. you who only gave me one last week. That's I was three point one okay. last week. I won anyway. Um, Last question for you, George. Before I let you go here, oh, okay. Um, this team is giving me deja vu of right what? now of last season because
4: okay.
1: it was right around this time, around week ten, week eleven, when mm-hmm. you guys went on this run, winning mm-hmm. seven of the last nine games, yes. going all the way to the postseason, culminating in that NFC Championship game. Yes. Are you getting that feeling once again?
3: Hmm. Well, I will say this. So. Start of the year, we weren't playing at our highest level, you know, kind of chunky, like things weren't clicking the right way. Um, and I remember my, uh, my tight ends coach, Brian Fleury, he pulled up this cut up of like, I knew it was, it was Rams week, for us. so the NFC Championship week. I practiced, like, three practice clips mm-hmm. from that week. And we were, I mean, whatever week that was, week 20-something in the season. And we were flying off the ball, like, in the run game. Everyone was stepping great. Scout team was flying around. Guys were running routes, like, so fast. It looked like a game. Yeah. And our first couple weeks of practice didn't look like that. And we saw that. And I know other groups, I think, saw it too. But, like, that just kind of, like, I wouldn't say that. Inspired us, but it just was like it kind of flipped on that sense of urgency yeah. like well, I know for a fact that I didn't feel very good My body didn't feel very good at that point in the season and I feel a lot better than then I mean, I feel a lot better now than I did then like I can practice at a higher level yeah. and I think that just kind of clicked in I'd say almost everybody said and we have guys that were practicing at a very high level regardless But I think it just kind of clicked for the whole team especially young guys that saw that, they're like, oh That's what it's supposed to look like um, And so that was a big part of it and I don't want to say it's not it's definitely not the exact same We definitely have different players, but we have a lot of similar guys in this team we have our core uh, core guys from last year and um, I know that we're playing at a high level we're going to continue to play at a high level and you know while I think there are similarities to last year and we're definitely we won two in a row which is awesome um, going for three and I think that the best thing that I you know, I've heard. I've heard Trim Williams say it. I've heard Jimmy G say it. I've heard Ayuk say it, like we're focused on this day, like this game, yes. and that's all it that matters. And having that mindset, and um, I think it's been very beneficial to us as well. And so we're just excited about this opportunity to play in, in Mexico in front of, uh, I think it's eighty-two percent of the tickets are yep. being sold to the Niners um, because the faithful are oh so great. And so we're just excited to get out there in front of all those fans and just. It's going to be such an atmosphere, and we're all so excited for it. The Niner
1: gang in Mexico City is no joke. No, I've seen not. it in real life. I'm
3: pretty excited.
1: Um, I actually lied. I have one more quick question for you. How embarrassed was Jimmy at that Warriors game?
3: Okay, so the best part about that. <laughs> thanks for asking me about that. Cause I like I will tell whatever detail you want. I'll tell you. Oh my god. No, but so the best part about that was that was even the, that wasn't the. Uh, golden State Warriors dancers. That was like their, I don't want to say senior dancers. I think dancers. it's like their
1: golden oldies. And the their Miami Gold- Heat have a similar...
3: Yep, golden yep, oldies. Yeah. But so that was so funny because they all did their dance and then immediately the girl, the woman in the middle, straight staring at Jimmy, just <laughs> beeline, <this line>. <laughs> and she came over. And then what she did, like, all the other girls oh, yeah. did and it was just so funny cuz i mean i love making jimmy a little uncomfortable yeah. i think it's really this funny he was blushing hard oh i i mean a lot of a lot of wonderful women over there just Mildly throwing themselves at him, it was fantastic. I, I, I almost
1: wonder because I actually clocked that it wasn't the actual Golden State Warriors oh, yeah, yeah. team, but yeah, I was yeah. like, how many of them are like, hey Jimmy, and how many of them are like, you know, my granddaughter would make a great.
3: <laughs> a handful, I'd say, fifty-fifty. 50
1: Yeah, fifty-fifty. Phenomenal. No, no. I'm
3: no. honestly, I think most of them were pretty selfish and they wanted the attention themselves. I love but it. But I love it. They were, they were wonderful and put on a great, great dance routine too.
1: Literally, shoot your shot.
3: Why not? What's <laughs> the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna say no. And Jimmy's too
1: polite to ever make anybody feel
3: like, Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Hi. It was
1: amazing. (laughs) It's too good. George, thank you you so much for your time. We appreciate you. you. Thank you. Week 11. There's going to be no shortage of storylines. There already are. But we always like to put our little exclamation mark. Will, punto. What's yours this week?
4: My e punto is... Hmm. My punto is all we know is that we don't know because every single <laughs> <Yes>. week <laughs> something changes, something surprises us, something leaves us in awe. And I think yeah. this week something is going to happen where we say, wait a second, we didn't anticipate that, we didn't see that coming. So I think my no. punto is all we know is that we don't know. <laughs>
1: Just call us Jon Snow at this point. We know nothing. You know nice. nothing, Jon Snow. Um, my punto game of Thrones. would be, yes, I love a Game of Thrones, House of Dragons reference there. My punto would be, I, I'm going to need some of these teams to get it together, right? The teams that are supposed to be winning some of these games, y'all need to win these games, all mm-hmm. right? Stop it. And I'm not just saying it for the sake of my um, game pick standings on uh, NFL Total Access. That is the selfish part of it. Um, sure but for for their own benefit right like this is this is a time of the season where for some of y'all it's not too late we have an extra week in the year like and in some of these divisions you could probably get into the playoffs with seven wins (laughs) on the schedule which sounds crazy but this is where we're at so get it together you're not out of it yet
4: I love it and final thought I'll say happy birthday I hope you you have an awesome birthday. I wish I was there with you. Feliz cumpleaños. You are the best. And I'm so glad that we're on this journey together doing El Huddle podcast. Because I look forward to when we record. So enjoy yourself. Salud. Okay. Please.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Will.
4: That's it for us. Another fun-filled edition of the El Huddle podcast. Make sure to please subscribe, download, and share this week's episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review. That'd be awesome. You're awesome, MJ. We are done. This is El Hidal. Adios.